0: When people say that, that the raw food, they always, they immediately go to the food is tainted, which is completely ridiculous because any dog that, well, in the recall show, it, we've talked about this before. Um, <clears throat> there are significantly fewer raw dog food recalls, and none of them are due to sick or dead dogs. There are a plethora of kibble recalls, and they're always um, instituted because of reported sick or dead dogs. Now, part of that number difference, I mean, you'd have to do it as a percentage, but part of that number difference is because more dogs eat kibble than raw. So let's admit that that's true. However, even on a a percentage scale, the, the um, scale of toxic kibble, is off the charts, right?
1: Mm-hmm. so
0: if you have a dog that has already I'm just gonna say it this way to avoid any any other questions that i I don't particularly want to address right at this moment, but if you have a dog that's already eaten raw and has transitioned um or even you know was raised on raw or whatever, there is absolutely no way, no conceivable way that a quote-unquote tainted food would make the dog sick. Now, at least nothing that you would feed it. Now, if you had like a pool of rotting, maggot-filled, disgusting, steaming, putrid food and they ate it, then yeah, that might make them sick. But anything that you can visibly see and smell is not going from a from a quote unquote tainted aspect is not going to make a raw fed dog sick because they already have the enzymes they already have the digestive processes they already have all that in place that they're going to have absolutely zero trouble breaking that down and digesting it um, and anybody that thinks that. Um, raw food is not full of bacteria anyway is wrong. The only ones that they test for are salmonella and listeria and E. coli, right? And there's billions upon billions of species of bacteria, right? And the other thing that people don't really translate is in your own body, your cells are outnumbered 10,000 to 1 by bacteria. You're more bacteria than you are human cells. Part of that is because we're probably not really completely made of cells anyway. But that's a whole other topic. But still, the whole fear of bacteria making a dog sick is not what's doing it. And the proof should easily be, you know, you have two to 10,000 dogs eating the same food and one or two of them are sick, and you're going to say that it's a quote-unquote bad batch, I mean, that's, that's like, ridiculous. There's something going on with that particular dog that, now, it may be food-related. It may be that, for whatever reason, that particular food, that particular protein, does not agree with that dog for some reason, but it's not because it's quote-unquote tainted it's it's not realistically possible it, that whole that whole people have got to get away from this fear of germs nonsense and sterilization stuff which is it, it's it, it's not a thing i mean it, it's not rationally or practically or i mean it's just it, it's ridiculous. Bacteria do not cause disease or illness and viruses are not real. Now the initial definition of viruses which is poison, that's that's a more accurate use of that word. So um, toxins and things like that, yes. So the only reason that you have a, if you have a And some bacteria do give off metabolic toxins as their um, waste products and byproducts. But the only reason they are there in mass is to, um, in response to damaged or dying tissue of some sort. Like, for example, strep throat. Strep is a natural, strep is always there. So it's... And it's in, you know, it's it's just always there. It's not causing any harm. The only time that you would have, if you say you have quote unquote strep throat, it's because there's been some damage to the tissue that has caused that particular form of bacteria to come to the body's aid to break down and deal with that damage. So different I I couldn't specifically say exactly but different different spe- species uh, um go to different places and have different functions and all bacteria are basically like start out as a, as a spore mm-hmm. and and they um they kind they morph into Whatever species, for lack of a better word, of or shape, whatever, of bacteria that is called for, for whatever's going on in the body. So, you know, like in the gut would be digestion, all that kind of stuff. And whatever is actually feeding that particular type of bacteria is what you're going to see, which is why you feed the bugs in the gut that you want to be there, not the ones that are not helpful in the sense of digesting and producing um vitamins and enzymes and all that kind of thing. So and antibiotics don't really don't really kill the bacteria, they make them go back into that spore form to come out in a different way. So if you if you start feeding that colony of bacteria something different, it's going to change into a different species of bacteria. So, the the reason that the antibiotics seem to give you relief is because it stops the the breakdown process, which is not the sickness; it's the healing. So the sickness has happened before you see symptoms. The sickness is is in the in the back end, and the symptoms are the healing process, which is why you don't really want to interfere with those types of symptoms because it's the body that's trying that is fixing itself so this whole thing about food being tainted and making your dog sick like like i said the food that may have it may have something to do with the food but it's not because it's dirty with bacteria it has nothing to do with that it can't like I said, unless it's putrid, rotting, something that you would never feed your dog anyway. Um, and even in that even in that situation, I would be willing to bet that the vast majority of dogs would be fine with that. Because they are, by nature, scavengers. They eat dead, rotting things.
1: Uh, I guess I'm looking for a great way to be able to help them reason better. <laughs> right? Just not make assumptions. Um, and Dr. Cowan is such a brilliant guy at this. And he really challenges all podcasters to ask hard questions. You have a, a dog that eats raw. Okay. And their dog throws up and has diarrhea for the night. Right. And what we hear or, or what I've heard is, Oh, my dog was so sick. How, what does that mean? You know, well, so sick. that's
0: the other thing. That's the reports that you, you get is people never say, well, yeah, exactly. What does that mean? Did they have the runs and, and vomiting, and then we're fine the next day, that's really not a big deal, you know, there was an acute thing, something that happened, that who knows, who knows what, who knows what it was from, I mean, you're, there's no, in the world that we live in, there is absolutely no possible way to be aware of every toxin, every uh, radiation source that is in our environment there's no way to know those things and those things change um there's just no way to know that and you can't go directly to the food and say oh it's tainted especially like i said well for one like i said initially it's it's not really possible for that to be the case but it's also even somebody that is stuck in germ theory paradigm and can't get away from that. The fact that all the other dogs that are eating the same thing are fine. Are not having issue with it.
1: You know, that doesn't register that does not register because what they will say is it, that, that bacteria, that bad batch was just in my one row was just in this one package. And that's
0: impossible. Right. It's absolutely impossible. There are bacteria everywhere. Thank God there are, because if they weren't, we'd all be dead. I mean, there's bacteria on your couch, on your clothes, on your body, on your floor, uh, you know.
1: And I've had people, they'll say, everywhere. you need to have this tested. OK, for I need what? To... Tested right.
0: for what?
1: Right. And that's what I want to ask them. What are we testing for? Or what made my dog sick? What made your dog sick? Whatever's in that role. What's in the role? It's like, what there's, is yeah, it? Yeah,
0: that's a, well, and it's like I said, it could be food related, but not for that reason. And there's absolutely no way that anyone can predict what, you know, what proteins or what different food items are going to affect one particular dog in a negative way. And, you know, there's also no way to know that that's actually what did it. Wait a week, feed it again. And if it happens again, oh, well, I probably shouldn't feed that to my dog anymore. Oh, no. At least least for another six months. But I know, I know they don't think that way, but that's what I'm saying. That's the fallacy of how they're thinking. If you're that scared of germs, don't feed raw. Right. I mean, you're going to get way more toxic, nasty bacteria and germs and everything in kibble, but you'll never blame it on that. But if you're that afraid of something being contaminated and that afraid of germs, don't don't do it because I mean, it's ridiculous, but you can't until people shift their mindset and start like thinking logically and realistically about what's really going on. You're not going to change their mind. Tainted food, bad batch scenario on a dog that has been eating raw for you know a month at least. It, that's just in a real sense not possible. It's not possible. That dog has got everything and has got it's going to be equipped to um digest and absorb whatever is in that food. Plus the fact that, back, regardless of what people are insistent on saying, bacteria does not cause disease. Period. End of story. No argument. There is nowhere that you can find anything that says this is causative and and be provable. If you go back and look at the uh, look at the references, if it's even referenced. It's associated with or it's found there or whatever. Yeah, it's found there because it's there to clean up the, the mess. It's just like the one of the better analogies is blaming the fire on the firemen because you always see firemen, it fires. You know,
1: it's it's the same thing. So pet people get, just got to get over that. Yeah. Pet parents get really mad when we point out something that could be very helpful to them. Like We don't have issues with real food. We don't have dogs getting sick. You might want to look somewhere else, right? You might want to look at what other ingredients, like ingredients from vaccines, and you don't know.
0: I'm
1: sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say you don't know all the ingredients of every individual vaccine, but there are many common ingredients in the most common vaccines. All right. So we've got oil-based squalene, you know, you've got sugars, you've got aluminum salts, you've got mercury, uh, thimerosal, antibiotics. uh, You've got formaldehyde, foreign animal tissues. All right. Bovine serum, chick embryo, human fetal lung tissue, monkey kidney tissue, porcine. Uh, tissue eggs, insect proteins, fungicides, antimicrobials, buffering agents. All right, there's
0: all kinds of there's all kinds of nasty crap in there. And then the the antigen itself is not clean and purified. It's just a it's just filtered um, mucus from somebody that was sick. That's not clean either. So there's all kinds of biological would be classified as a biological hazard. But I mean, even beyond that. You know, maybe somebody changed their laundry detergent. Maybe they used a Glade plug-in. Maybe they um, diffused a particular essential oil. Maybe they got new carpet. Maybe they used a new carpet cleaner. Um, Maybe the dog got a new bed. Um, You know, maybe the park across the street sprayed for weeds. You know, any number of things. Maybe there's a a school around the corner that just put up new 5G towers. There's any number of things that could cause an acute reaction like that um that has absolutely nothing to do with the food. The
1: the um the whole germ theory, bacteria, you know, as I, I was also listening to Dr. Cowan talk about back to antibiotics and bacteria. Right. So he's saying, look, the bacteria is there to do a job. And then you come in and you take away that job with antibiotics. And he was looking at a study um, that was showing that uh, the the rise of cancer because antibiotics because you have not allowed the bacteria or the things that we go oh my god my dog's sick i've got to stop it from vomiting stop it from throwing up stop it from having fever and we stop that and we don't do it right yeah
0: the toxins accumulate and that's that's exactly the whole cancer model is uh, uh, well if they were right about the cancer model after this long They'd figured out how to fix it. For sure. So um and all the money that's poured into cancer research and all that, it's an industry at this point, and nobody is interested in finding a real cure. I mean, nobody that has any say in anything. You know, I'm sure there's lots of researchers that have good intentions and are all about it, but are, you know, they're not really connected to what's going on. So um. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is a total fallacy. I mean, antibiotics are and like he was saying, it's not that the antibiotics, quote unquote, cause cancer. Right. But like you said, they don't allow the body to finish cleaning up the mess. That's there that they're there to clean up. And so you end up with stored garbage that turns into a tumor. Because right. the body body can't get rid of it because it doesn't have any other way to do it. It's all toxin accumulation.
1: He was asked, um, he was asked, what do we do about vitamins and minerals? Because the soil is so depleted that we need, you know, we need help. And you know what he said? He was like, look, he said, uh, the... Supplements like the vitamins supplements that people take, he said, those are chemicals. They're no way, shape, or form like the vitamins and minerals that come out of real food. And he said, What am I? Yeah, you and I have been saying that for years too. Right. And he said, What is real food? It doesn't have a dadgum label. A carrot doesn't have a label. Cauliflower doesn't have a label. You know, beef doesn't have a label. He goes, if it has a label, stop eating it and stop feeding it to your pets. Exactly. And, that's, and that's what we have said forever. And that that is just scary. It's so scary to feed real food. So scary. But it's, yeah, I, I just love packing my dog full of genomycin, formaldehyde, borax, salts, all of these other things. I love packing my dog full of that because that's, what's going to make them healthy. And I don't know any other way uh, to not lose my ever sphincter love and mind. There are days when I think I'm going to lose my mind yeah. <laughs> in this business, yeah. because yeah. I'm like, I cannot help you. I cannot help your pet. If, That is what you think. You're going to have to go do what you think is best. You know, because if I asked the question, tell me what it is in tripe, let's say, that makes your dog sick. And let's use the right word. What is sick? Maybe it doesn't agree with you, right? Maybe it was cold. Maybe it was rubbery. Maybe who knows who knows maybe there was something in something that was injected in a dog that now he has an adverse reaction to a food doesn't make the food bad and then and then the pet parents they're like how dare you blame it on you know the traditional health community yeah how how, how dare, you, dare put, you how
0: dare you put it back on me
1: yeah how dare you put it back on me? who else am i gonna put it back on you, well I you mean, you want me to you want me to admit something that isn't true I'm not doing it I'm not doing it
0: well, that wouldn't be admitting something that'd be lying so right. yeah the bottom line is people have got to get out of this bad batch nonsense stuff I mean I'm not saying that some dogs uh, some dogs will react to some protein some dogs will react to some ingredients for for whatever reason but it doesn't have anything to do with a bad batch or a tainted batch or bacteria or any of that mess it doesn't have anything to do with that guaranteed so until you believe that and are comfortable with that you need to just feed kibble because we can't we can't help you i mean there's you know you get accused of selling something that is um inappropriate and There's no, people don't understand the reality of life, essentially. And so there's no way to, they're never going to be happy unless you say, yes, I'm sorry, it was my fault. Well, no, it wasn't. People got to get out of that um, whole fear thing. And a big part of the problem is that vets are all over it. There's very few vets out there that, have a clue about anything real you know i mean yeah they know a lot of stuff they work re- i'm not saying that they are not smart they work really hard they go through this curriculum they learn a lot of stuff but they they don't learn if you're if your base foundation assumptions are incorrect everything from that point on is going to be flawed and that's the problem everyone everyone's foundational assumptions are Incorrect and have been mi- disproven multiple, multiple times over in the past. But those studies have been squashed. Um, and so everything from that point upward is totally flawed. So, y- you know.
1: Well, what I love about the research that Dr. Cowan and his friends do is they say it prove it to me. I can prove what I say to you, but can you prove what you say to me?
0: Well, and the problem they have is that people think they are proving it to them, but they're they're handing out studies that the method section, you know, the if you read the abstract and the conclusions, those a lot of times those things are completely different from what the actual method section shows, unless you read the whole study and look at if the experiment was done properly and then trace all of the all of the uh citations back to the original you don't know and that is what they have done i mean they've traced all of this stuff back to the original source study which um usually the the source ones which are somewhere uh, published back in the 1800s somewhere, a lot of them have been um, say you know um, non-conclusive or assumed or associated with or something like that. There's no there's no uh, uh, causality implicated or shown or anything like that. So, but people have been brainwashed and bamboozled into into believing all this stuff that just straight up is is incorrect and not provable at all and you know if you anybody that takes the time to look just beyond one surface layer of vaccines will be like oh my gosh they'll never
1: do it again i don't know about that
0: all you got to do is look look one layer below and if you go deeper than that it'll scare the crap out of you and germ theory is the same way you know it takes a little bit longer to to get out of that paradigm because we've been so indoctrinated in it throughout you know throughout time and people that are um, that are younger than me have it even worse because you know when i was in school it wasn't i mean everybody sort of assumed that but it wasn't nearly as it, things were more more open minded you know there was more um freedom of speech, more freedom more, of thought yeah that that too <laughs> that too but there was more looking at um real world things you know not not just taking a a blind assumption and running with it at least that's the way I took it. I don't know how my classmates took it, but I think I was kind of at the tail end of before um, education got totally, totally screwed. But um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's, but you know, you, you try to tell people that and they just think you're trying to cover your ass. You're like, oh, you're just yeah. saying that because you don't want to take responsibility. And it's like, well, in reality, you don't want to take responsibility because you're not actually i'm giving you appropriate information that has been sequestered from you, and you're you're not taking advantage of it or even investigating it as an option,
1: yeah, you've got to ask the questions and then I would say so so neely if if you had a a pet parent who you were working with, and they said that at that made my dog so sick. It must have been tainted. What would be your question to help them uh, untangle that mess in their head?
0: I wouldn't have a question. I just straight up say, no, that's not what happened. We need to look at what else was going on at that time because that's that is that that would be the last option on the list. I mean, it, it just. I wouldn't even have any questions. It's like, no, that's not, that's really not how it works. But I mean, I get. well, I guess that's not exactly true. I would say that, but I guess I would say, okay, so what do you mean by sick? What happened? What, um, how did that manifest? Has that ever happened before? Has it happened since? Um, what's the medical history? What's the, you know, walk me through the entire, the entire episode from beginning to end
1: for some reason uh, pet parents think that's intrusive to ask what is the medical history
0: well it's different for you and for me because people are not gonna um accuse me of trying to protect my product because i'm not selling a product right Right. Even though even though and it's just the nature of the position that you're in, that people are going to look at you differently than look at me. Plus, they pay me for my opinion. So they're going to listen to me a little bit. They, you know, and most of them have heard a good portion of people that I do consults with listen to this podcast and they know what I think. So um, and they know that I'm pretty, you know. I'm on the radical end of the spectrum and I have no interest in going backwards. It's taken me a long time to get here. And, you know, all those steps have been based on experience and research and, you know, logic for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. So how they listen to me and take my questions and my thoughts is, is automatically different than how they listen to you and take your questions and your thoughts because um in their mind if you come at them like that like you said they think that you're um just trying to cover your ass and it's not true but you know that's just the state of mind that they're going to be in just because of our different the the different relationships we have to the to the situation, you're kind of screwed,
1: <laughs> right? Thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for pointing that out. So, uh, people
0: that are listening, keep that in mind. Dee <laughs> De- Dee De- 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 De is telling you the truth. You just need to listen to what she has to say. No,
1: no, no. I'm just gonna push them all over to you. Uh, <laughs> you
0: can talk a <laughs> And if y'all don't know, a lot of the time she's when she's answering your questions, she's asking me first. So I'm like,
1: OK, you know, because. Ah, and and, it, and it, you know, we, we've tried to um, assist everyone that comes to us. Right. I do kind of want to put up a sign that says if you're grumpy and mean, go to the end of the line. Right. <laughs> I mean, we have too many great customers. Too many great pet parents out there um, that we want to help. The The customer is not always right.
0: No, they're definitely not always right. And I definitely have never agreed with that. And um, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily wrong per se. They're just uh, um uneducated in the process like just like that whole everything should be you know all this stuff that's going around in the raw community and some of the holistic best and all that be sure this is tested and you have all this listed and all that listed and then people are like yeah i want to see that or 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 i can't trust you as a company because you're not being transparent well do people have any inkling of an idea how much that costs for one and that cost has to be passed on to the customer. And if you notice uh, most of the foods that are, that have those things done are 10 bucks a pound minimum.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe my customer base wouldn't mind if I uh, doubled the price of the food.
0: Oh, they have thrown a fit every time you've had to raise prices, (laughs) you know, and, and, and then on top of that, again, it's useless information. It means nothing um because all of all of the um complete and balanced quote unquote numbers are averages they're based on individual synthetic nutrients they the the suggested minimum requirements and all that it's all nonsense it's based on nonsense reductionistic science that means nothing and then you know the testing is an average it's it's like one piece even if you you know there's no there's no each every prey animal like you can look at the usda <clears throat> um uh like you can look for fat content or calories or or whatever in certain proteins so you're going to tell me that that number is accurate for every single cow that walks through the barn I mean, it's ridiculous trying to trying to hit all these numbers and do all this testing and all this stuff. It's ridiculous. And then back to the testing for bacteria thing. Which ones? There's only like five thousand quadrillion of them. Which one do you want to test for?
1: And and what? if you
0: don't test for it specifically, you, you can't just do some random test to give you. What all's in there? It doesn't work that way. And again, the cost is like totally uh, um, off. uh, You know, it makes things cost prohibitive. So and then you get people that complain about how much raw costs. Well, I can't afford to feed raw. It's like, well, if you people would get your head out of your ass, maybe you could. (laughs) I mean,
1: what helps perpetuate this is uneducated humans uneducated humans that make assumptions that a plus b equals c and i've said this a million times you're then the the traditional healthcare professionals will jump right in on that and agree with you because it fits their narrative yeah so i mean y- you can keep going down that path. And that's fine. But what I'm saying is there are going to be consequences for that, for not being willing to look at, is that really true? You know, did I just do um, rounds of vaccines, flea and tick heartworm? And you can say that um, that's not right to put that over on that. Well, yeah, I think it is right because those are chemicals. Those are toxins. Those are proven toxins if you can look at those and i will say the inserts are probably pretty hard to find these days but yeah you, you can
0: exactly you can't all even find inserts anymore <laughs> right so
1: it's like okay is it is it a let's just say this is it beef meat or is it these um fillers surfactants uh antigens additives that all just went in your dog that that are millions of ingredients well not means but tons of ingredients but you got this one it's just beef it's a cow that's been walking around out there that's now in this you know so here,
0: here here here's basically how to how to look at anything that comes comes at you if the main whatever the mainstream narrative is whatever they mainstream and the higher ups and the powers that shouldn't be want you to believe and really push hard for you to believe, that's, that's the best reason to not believe it and to look further because they're hiding something from you. So anything that comes at you as, oh, this is the science is settled. This is true. There's no questioning this. Those are the things that you need to question and you need to be suspicious of and you need to stay away from. If they want you to stay away from it, Those are the things you need to look at that could possibly be beneficial and helpful. Finding real truth at this point is getting really hard, but I can guarantee you, if mainstream pushes it, it's not true. There's something wrong with it somewhere, and most likely it's dangerous.
1: All right, before we go, I want to ask you this, and this is probably going to have to be on another podcast. But um, a lot of people are uh, worried about. Well, I was looking in 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 Dr. Tom Cowan stuff as well, where people are fear mongering about the mRNA vaccines, and they're they're fear mongering about um, animals being vaccinated um, in the food supply, and this mRNA changing our you know, basically DNA and, and Cowan, you know, in his research and all of his studies um, he's saying that's, that's just impossible. That is not. Dr. Merritt
0: Merritt says the same thing too. MRA is, is incredibly unstable. Um, You can't, you're not gonna um, well, and the whole DNA thing is definitely a whole nother topic, but DNA is not what they tell you it is. And the whole gene editing thing and all that is not nearly as precise as people would have you believe. Um, And the whole mRNA vaccine thing, those have been around in livestock for 10, 15 years. It's just people are now aware of them. They've been using them forever. So, and also livestock is not required to be vaccinated. There, there's no, Uh, industry standard on that at all now generally it's up it's up to the producer as to what they do and anytime a food animal is vaccinated or given antibiotics or anything they must be held back for a minimum of 90 days after that injection they can't they they have to be held back from slaughter for at least that long so if you figure finishing time is like what 4 or 5 months something like that so that's 3 quarters of their of their finishing time so there's real impetus not to inject anything because then they have to they have to keep them longer and feed them longer so generally it's your bigger producers um you know with the huge giant feedlots that do um that do some vaccines, but this whole scare about MRNA vaccines in cows and pigs and all that stuff. Um, it, it's not any, it's not any different than it ever has been. They've been using them all along. So it, it's just that now people are aware of it and, you know, there's not really any legitimate way to distinguish If an animal has had that vaccine, that type of vaccine or not. There, you know, there there's not a a good way to trace that. And again, we're talking about being cost prohibitive here. If you want something that is guaranteed unvaccinated, you're going to be paying 20, 30 bucks a pound. Right. And. You know, I'm not saying that they're okay or they're good or I agree with them. I'm saying there are things that you have you can't control. So, you know, well,
1: and the other thing that I would like to know. Without a doubt, and maybe we can get this from from uh, Dr. Cowan is. All right. So let's say that something has been uh, vaccinated with an mRNA vaccine. Does it really get into the food supply? And then what does it do?
0: P- people being afraid of mRNA getting getting into the genome of an animal and changing it and all that kind of stuff is not is not a thing. It's not going to happen. It's not something that can happen. That's not the way genetics work. That's not, in fact, people don't even really know how genetics work. Um, but you're not gonna. So, basically, depending on on what, and Dr. Merritt's done a lot on this, too, so Dr. Cowan and Dr. Merritt both will talk about DNA, and they, for the most part, agree with each other. Um, but, you know, the half-life of mRNA is anywhere from 3 minutes to 16 hours. So, from production to bottling uh you're done it's gone it's not it's not even in there anymore remember when the initial covid shots came out there was this whole big thing about them having to be kept at a certain temperature mm-hmm. you know, some ridiculous frozen temperature and then all of a sudden that kind of faded out so right. you know this this whole mrna thing is a um total Fear mongering thing for people. They want people to be being unsure of everything, afraid of everything, and um, you know the bottom line is stay away from all vaccines. Period. But this whole added fear factor of mRNA vaccines is not necessary. There, I don't know what's in them. I don't know what's what else is different about them. But the mRNA portion is not something to be to be worried about.
1: If we can get away from real food, if there is no real food, if real food is so dangerous because it has bacteria and there've been the mRNA, then we can go over to some chemical um, you know, lab-grown meat. Yeah, lab-grown meat and and somebody can control that and uh you know then the cows will stop farting and the world will stop doing its climate change and blah 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 blah. So, I mean, when you really look at it, it's all an agenda. It, it, and it really is a, a a thing to be afraid, be very afraid of real food, where those real vitamins and minerals are. Be afraid of that. Okay, go out there, get you some processed food where the ingredient list is, you know, a mile long, a mile long because somebody's sitting up there in an ivory tower and they have figured out this is so nutritious for our human beings and for our pets. That is what we want you guys to do. Get out there, buy all of the, you know, toxic stuff and I think your dogs are going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dee has lost her mind today.
0: Without the without the preceding part. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all a it's all a big fear narrative. And I'm not saying that any of that stuff is safe. It's not. None of it is. But the the traditional stuff isn't either. And we don't know what's in any of that stuff because none of them have inserts. So we have no idea what else is in there. But what they're telling what I can tell you is what they are are telling you is not true.
1: Neely, you have a new blog. It's called Dogs and God. Dogsandgod.love. It's uh you can find it from your website, which is whole W-H-O-L-E-animalwellness.com, whole animalwellness.com. Whole, animalwellness.com. Uh, and then you've got this great blog so people can sign up for that. If you go over there and, and here's the thing guys. Um, if you want, if you want real facts, you want somebody to help you figure it out. You think that your dog has been poisoned by some raw food. Well, go talk to Neely. All right. <laughs> go talk to Neely and figure that out. Uh, all right, everybody get over to raw dog food Where your pet's health is our business. I mean, that's what it is. It's pet health. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends.
0: Don't let friends feed kibble. That's right. Oh, snap.
1: Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.